So it was actually a fluke that we were able to have those brands. And then from there, obviously like Nike and, you know, some of the other big brands, Adidas, and they finally opened us too. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number two of the Cream City Pacers, or CCP for short. This podcast is focused on the great things local runners are doing in Milwaukee. And in this episode, I get to talk with Jess Hebner, the owner of Performance Running Outfitters, or better known as Pro. Pro is a Milwaukee-based running store, but they are much, much more than that. They have grown their roots deep into the community and give back to the local running scene in so many ways. To get the show started, Jess and I chat about her journey into running, from her time as a student athlete to coaching and running marathons. We learn how Jess started pro, and we get to hear about a lucky break that helped propel her from selling Crocs to name brand shoes. Since opening pro in 2006, Jess and her husband Trey have expanded pro to four locations in the greater Milwaukee area. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe and share with your friends. Now, without further ado, on to the show. Jess, welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast. It's an honor to have you as a guest. We are excited to learn more about your running journey, but before we dive in, would you please introduce yourself? Thanks for having me. I'm Jess. I own Performance Running Outfitters. In addition to that, um, I'm a high school cross-country coach and have mother of a couple kids, so I've got three-year-old twins. That is amazing. That's me. <laughs> I have twins as well, so I know how that goes. Uh, so let's start at the beginning. How did you get into running? Um, I started in high school. My Well, I ran track in middle school. wasn't very good. And then I ran track my freshman year. But really, I have a really good friend who got me to start doing distance running with her. And I was terrible. And um, she convinced me to go out for cross country my sophomore year of high school. And that kind of kept going ever since then. So you said you were ter- it was terrible? I I didn't like it, no, and um, and I I wasn't that great, but I liked my friends, so. So you went out for your friends. So at one point in high school, did that change at all? Did you start liking running? Um, yeah, I always I like being active, so I did a lot of sports. That also, I was terrible at all of them, but I really enjoy being active. So, um, but I had I'd say really good coaches that just made me feel good about myself despite maybe poor times and so it kept my interest what kind of distances did you run um started with the half mile so that's pretty much what i ran in high school is the 800 did some 400 sometimes and then um into college just ran cross country so i ran um three years at whitewater you want to tell us a little bit about that um sure i went so my freshman year i went to madison and um didn't run though i didn't I didn't, I just thought I wasn't good enough to run D1 and I didn't really look into the track club. And so I did run running a little bit on my own, but typical, you know, freshman 15, 20, um, I was pretty, um, I come from a pretty conservative house. So I guess I was having fun my freshman year and then that led me into wanting to switch schools just because it wasn't going great. So I looked at Whitewater 
transferred to Whitewater, and the coach reached out to me and said, hey, I saw you ran in high school. Would you be interested? Um, and I thought, hey, yeah, I'll try it. So I started running over the summer and joined the cross-country team in the fall of my sophomore year. And then, so once you started running, how did your running now, your sophomore year, going into your junior year, did you, how did that shape you, start to shape you then? Because now you're back into running. You took the year off. Um, definitely I need that type of structure in my life. So I think it did help my, um, I just need to be on a schedule. So having a team, having the atmosphere, uh, positive environment, and then getting the structure of workouts and balancing that with school life and work. I think that was really good. Just good for me. So that really helped you out. I understand that if I don't have structure, sometimes I haven't run all week because of that. Yeah. I need, I need to have it on my calendar. So from that, then, what are some of the biggest learning points you took away from cross-country running that helped you, not only in college, but kind of the next stepping stones after college? Um, I think it, and this is one of the reasons why I coach, too, I think it just teaches you how to be tough and keep working towards um, working towards a goal despite, you know, setbacks, um, times, and just working, working on personal improvement. I just think it helps, um, kind of gives you more like grit than maybe if you weren't in a sport. Yeah. So you finish college and then you graduate, you call it quits. You keep going. Uh, I took some time off and then my friend actually, who originally got me into distance running said, Hey, you want to do this half marathon with me? It was the indie mini, um, half marathon in Indianapolis. And I was like, ah, sure. I'm kind of out of shape. So we signed up and we kind of sloughed through it and then we're like, yeah, we're better, you know, we're better than this. We've got to get in better shape. And that kind of started it again. So, so really it's, it's all, it's all probably because of her. I should give her all the credit. Was she the, what, the one that got you into running in high school? Mm-hmm. Is it the same person? It is. Wow. That's awesome. That's I a know. shout out. She's keeping with you. She is. To help you. So how was training for that first mini? Mini is the half, right? Yeah. How was that knowing you put in high mileage weeks in college and you then, you're running probably, was that the longest distance you've ran at um, once? At that time, yeah. It was just... Um, so did you find, was it challenging? We just kind of like suffered through it. Like we didn't get the, the right training in and we, you know, we did some long runs. We showed up on race day and just, it was like a death march. It was like blisters and aches and pains and just really hurts. We're like, we don't want it to hurt like that again. But you said it motivated you to keep going. Yeah. Like just to say, Hey, we've got to do better than this. So what did it look like then after, after that race? Um, after that, um, signed up for, oh my gosh, I need like to look at a calendar to see what I did next. I think it was the Doesn't Madison happen. Marathon. And so you're like, okay, let's do a marathon. Yeah. And so I trained, um, actually one of my high school coaches said, Hey, I'll do the long runs with you and I'm going to help you. So he did all my long runs with me and helped me train for my first marathon. Do you remember some of those long, those long run days? Yeah, it, it was in, it was the Madison. So it was like, I think it was in April and it sucked because we were out there in the winter. I mean, Whoa. you know, like the winter today, it was just gross, and we did it, and he showed up. Didn't matter what the weather was. He even put out, like, he had a um, pretend water station out for us to practice 
with the water cups. He was really That's awesome. So you guys like were running through grabbing them, trying it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was great. That's that's some dedication. Getting out there for your first marathon and training in the winter, that's that takes a lot of grit. Cause if it's your long run on the weekend and it's snowing or cold, can't skip it. Yeah, you're like, what did I sign up for? Why am I doing this? Yeah, why? So then, okay, so you properly trained, you had some good help, and then you showed up to the race, and it went. How did it go? Um, it went really well. I think my first, I want to say like either three twenty three or three sixteen. I can't remember exactly. Um, so it went really well. I was really happy with it, and I'm like, okay, you know, I can, I can do this. So <laughs> do you think, were you shooting for that time or did you, well, like halfway through you're like, oh wow, like I can, I'm picking it up. No, I just, I wasn't, I didn't have any time in mind and we were running and I was actually kind of freaked out by the pace we were running and, um, coach dad, Dick dad, a lot of people know him. He's like, just, you know, if you feel good, just keep going with it. And he's basically running backwards cause he was in a phenomenal <laughs> shape at the time. And, um, he's like, just go with it. And I said, Okay. I was kind of scared by the pace, but it went, went well. Well, that's a really good feeling. Your first marathon, you're freaking yourself out because you're running at a pace faster than I assumed you thought you would be at, and you crushed it. I don't know, crushing it, but it went okay. <laughs> okay, so then, so now you crushed it, and you you keep going? Um. So I don't know what I signed up for next, <laughs> but yeah, I did but a couple not, more yeah, marathons like, like, after that. And continually improving? Um, I had ups and downs, but yeah, overall um, improvement. So what were some of the successes that you saw? Any big races? Um, I mean, I did, you know, I did Chicago, I did Boston, um, I did Lakefront Marathon a couple times, which was cool. Um, did you, so you did oh. Boston, so you had to qualify for Boston. I did. Where yep. did you qualify? I think that was Madison. It was Madison. Yeah. So did you run Madison, qualify, then run Boston, or did you do another race yes. then that got you in? Yep. That's I did do that. <laughs> so how was running Boston? Um, so I didn't train as well the second winter around, but it was good. Another winter training. I know. I give you know it's runners like the, who do it, I give them a lot of credit running yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah, my uh wife qualified at Lakefront for Boston and she trained in the winter, and that was like the first time I was exposed to like like I kind of ran in the winter, and I was like, You guys are nuts. Like her and some other people are like, it's always better in a group. Yeah. There's like three of them out there running 20 miles, and I'm like like two or three inches of snow coming down. This is crazy. It's definitely better with company, that's for sure. Trying to do it on yeah. your own is is definitely more difficult. Uh, do you have like a favorite memory at all from Boston? Um, so this, I mean, tying back to like now owning a running store, I decided to get a brand new pair of racing flats and I'd never worn them before, put them on and ran the race. So <laughs> I could barely walk the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that that's pretty Don't ever aggressive. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? Did you run? Um, were you by yourself or did any of you, your friends or anything? You no, my family there? came out. Trey, my husband was there. My dad was there. So I had some, I had a cheer squad. I mean, there's so many people out there and you run Lakefront and you run Madison and there's a couple people out there watching you, but Boston ha- is... There's just people lined up everywhere. Well, that's a cool thing is you just feel like everybody's cheering for you because everybody's so nice along the course and they're so encouraging and just, um, 
there's people the entire way, whereas, you know, lakefront can be more sparse. There's not as many people out there. So mm-hmm. that's good. So that's really fun. Um, what are you have any other good memories from any races you've done? You said you ran Chicago. That's another big, big marathon. Chicago is fun. I'm telling you, my brain is like the worst memory ever. I can't, I, I run, I want to say I just live in the moment and I don't remember anything after that. But I like um, that motto. Yeah. So a lot of people don't live in the moment. You're thinking about the past or the future. I just can't remember the past. That's probably good. Okay, that would help. I mean, that helps. But Chicago is fun. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I did grandma's marathon. It was my worst marathon ever, but the course was so pretty that I still loved it. So I'd, I'd do that again. So, so, so basically what we're seeing here is you, you started, ran a half, started running some foals, really got into it, obviously are fast at it. What, what, what kept you going through all those? Um, I just always, I just always want to get better at what I'm doing. So want to improve my time, um, see if I can get faster, stronger, just kind of keep improving. Unfortunately, it also is bad because then like when you're in it, you're like, oh, this isn't good enough and I've got to, got to do better. So, but it, it was just trying to keep improving. Could you live without running? I don't think so. No. You would take the pain, the suffering. I'd be be a crabby person. Like it definitely helps get my stress out. And I do, there are other things I like to do to work out, but yeah, now it's just nice. You can throw your shoes on, get out the door. You don't have to worry about anything. It's easy. You think you could replace it with anything? No, I don't think so. No. You, have you been able to find through another activity to find the same feeling that running brings? People are going to judge me. I do like CrossFit, so I do get a similar feeling doing CrossFit. <laughs> I feel so weird saying that I that I do that because it's not a typical runner thing. But it's, CrossFit? Yeah. Yeah. It's not too common, but <laughs> cross-training workout that keeps you in shape. Here's, I know a lot of runners that don't do anything but running and probably aren't benefiting from that. Yeah, it, I mean, I've just seen a huge improvement just in the way I feel and, and my running in general from doing it. So I think that's another thing. But just having the sense of like competing against a time and trying to improve um, has similar, I guess, similar things to running. I'm not, I don't, I have never done CrossFit, which then I feel embarrassed <laughs> saying that. Like, I, I feel like everyone's maybe done CrossFit once. So you said timing. Is there like a workout you have to do and then time it? Yeah. It's called a WOD. So <laughs> the workout of the day, it has its own lingo. So it's the, like totally. <laughs> so this is good. You, you're really good at having that time and needing to beat it. You can see it in running. You see it in CrossFit. Yeah. That's what keeps you going. It does. I, I, I just I have a competitive aspect to to myself. So that, I just want to beat my beat you know beat other people. I guess. Well, I'm that's like, really interesting because <laughs> it's other people, but it's really yourself at the end of the and day. And myself, yeah. And that's that's kind of what running is. Yeah, just trying to make yourself better, um, continually working towards something. Yeah. And it's like you're competing with, I grew up playing a lot of competitive sports, team sports, football, basketball, and it's always togetherness helps you win. And then in the running game, it's like yourself against everyone else out there doing the same thing, but you're all kind of competing against each other for yourself. Yeah. It's 
I mean, it's just, it's so, I mean, that's what I love about coaching too. It's like you either hit the time or you don't, you know, it's not like, oh, you know, you're, it's not judgmental where if you're playing basketball, the coach can be like, oh, you know, I'm going to put this kid in and you're going to sit on the bench. Um, so I just love that. It's just like kind of black and white, you either make it or you don't. It's just, you're, you either hit it or you did it. Yeah. And then you have to improve to hit it. Exactly. Keep going. So speaking of coaching, so you are a coach. I do. Yeah, I've been coaching since right out of college. That's awesome. But only in, I've been an assistant coach, and now I'm a volunteer coach just because of time constraints. But mm-hmm. I love it. It um, is it cross country or track or both? I coach cross country, and then my husband coaches track. So we've always kind of flip flopped. I just love cross country so much. I mean, I like track, but I just love cross country so much more. Um, and I just, I, I got so much out of it from being in, you know, high school and college that I just love being a part of it and seeing how it can change, you know, these kids' lives. Yeah, it's helping you. I mean, you can now give back what helped you so much. I hope so. I hope it's influencing them. <laughs> what are some of the lessons you hope your athletes can take from track and apply to their life? Um, I mean, just like I kind of talked about earlier is just the structure of having that in your day and following a plan and building that around, um, around the other things that you have going on in your life and then giving you the confidence to be able to do other things. So, you know, if you accomplish a goal, I think it's going to give you more confidence in other areas like school or work, um, or other things that you're doing. That's awesome. Have you had any stories of kids coming to you from outside running and being like I well now I'm like old enough where some of the kids I coached are married and they have kids but it's so cool to see them like send me they'll shoot me a message and be like hey I ran my first marathon and I mean this could be you know one of the athletes that like really wasn't even into it you know in high school and then all of a sudden they come back they go to college they didn't run college and after college they find their way again and it's just cool to see them like come back to it. Cause that's a cool thing is like, even if you get out of it, it's always easy to, I think, get back in into it and apply the principles that you kind of learned. So, yeah, it's really awesome how easy it, it can, it takes to get back into it. You really just need a pair of shoes. Yeah. And that's all you, shoes. and that's all you need to get started too. Um, whether it's you and high school, kid in middle school or high school, or if it's you right now, wanting to get into running you just really need to slip on a pair of shoes and get out there and if it's a half mile you run it's a half mile you run cute outfit helps too but yeah (laughs) i like cute outfits as well gotta feel good look good (laughs) feel good run good yep i like it okay so after college you got into competitive running you coach track cross country um so that leads us to 2006 where you started performance running outfitters yeah, um, opened in 2006. Crazy to think that it's been that long. Where? So where did the idea come from? Did you, were you like graduating college and I'm going to open a running store in Milwaukee? I graduated from college and went into real estate. I was, <laughs> I was a realtor for hmm, three months. I'm not sure how long it was. And then um, I have had a lot of different jobs. Um my degree was in finance, so I got a job as a accounts receivable specialist. So I called people who owed money, and I then moved on from that into inside sales and then into a sales job. 
But anyways, I hated my job. And so I, I wanted all these different things. I wanted a bakery. I wanted a cafe. I wanted a coffee shop and um, could not convince my husband to do any of those. So one day I was driving home from work and I saw a for rent sign at, what was it? It was at um, a health club. They had like some extra retail space. There was a physical therapy person in there and then there was this open spot. And I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool to have a running store in there. So I come home all excited about my next big idea, thinking like, ah, he's probably just going to tell me this is a bad idea. And um, yeah, I came home. I'm like, you know, we should open a running store. There's this spot and this health club and it would be great. You know, people have to work out. They need shoes. And he's like, yeah, that's a really good idea, but that's probably a terrible location. So we started looking into it. And then six, was it like six months later we were open? Six months later? Yeah. That's quick. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Wow. So you guys once, I mean, it sounds like you're a dreamer. Like you have a lot, you had a lot of going things you wanted to do. So you, you had this idea of something in your mind for a while, it sounds like. I still constantly have something in my mind that yeah. I'm going to do. So, <laughs> Well, that's good. I'd love to see more stuff. <laughs> so do you think since you were thinking about it, of something for a while, that once it kind of finally clicked, it was like, I'm ready to go, ready yeah. to do it? I, it's, I'm pretty much like if I want to do something, I'm going to do it right away. Like I don't sit on it. So it's like, okay, we're doing this. Let's, let's get it done as fast as we can. Um, so quit my job, started waitressing at night and then getting the store going during the day. Our first employee lit worked out of our kitchen. So she's helping us tag, um, inventory that was getting shipped to our house before we had the retail space done. So it was really crazy. It was kind of a weird start. That's like a lot. And have you had, did you have any kind of business experience running? No. Anything like that? I had no clue what I was doing. So every day it was a learning experience, <laughs> something new. It still is. I mean, it's just amazing what, what you learn. I mean, they're constantly, constantly making mistakes and hopefully learning from them. And mm-hmm. so I want to ask about the name, a name. Names are important. Things like Nike, it's it's such a, just a name that is just ingrained in the world. And it took me a while, way too long to come up with a name for this podcast. So how did you decide on the name? I, I'm not a creative person, nor is Trey. We actually had a different name. We registered it and everything. So it was originally called Running Central. And so we registered a name, we got a logo, and we get a shipment from a store in Illinois called Running Central. And we're like, oh man, this is not, this isn't good. And this was, I mean, the internet was there, but it wasn't like, mm-hmm. not everything was, you know, online. And so we realized there's, okay, we can't have the same name as another running store. So we had to come up with something else. And we literally, I wish we would have come up with something else because our name is way too long. And, um, we thought it was cool that it's spelled pro. So if you, you know, PRO performance running outfitters, we thought that was cool. So we just went with that, but we went through so many different bad names and then finally we settled on it. And honestly, we still, it's like one of our biggest regrets is picking that name, even though it's done well for us. We've, people know it, they call us pro, but everybody always is like, Oh, is it running performance? Is it? 
performance outfitters. Like they still call us by the wrong name all the time. Yeah, it's, well, it's pro, so running wouldn't work first. It has to be a P. <laughs> I know, it's just too long. Well, it's it's like, even if you were to tell me that story, pro, it's just the name is so ingrained in the city and people know what it is. And it's funny as a business owner, you know, sometimes you just are looking at the details of everything. And and it's funny that you're still like, I wish we would have went in a different direction. We could still change it. And I, yeah. And then we're like, oh, what would I change it to? I constantly like... I'll like lay in bed thinking of new names, so you, even though I'm probably not going to change the name of our store, but I'm still like, oh, okay. And I just like lay there and then I run through these name, names in my head. <laughs> so was running central, like, did you guys have like a big sign made and all this collateral with it and have to change it at the we, last hour? No, on, like we started on such a small budget that we really didn't, I mean, we printed them on a couple of like $1 t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and we still have one. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't. Luckily, we weren't that good at um, branding. So we didn't have it on anything. That's a funny story. So what did Pro start out as then right away? Uh, I see what it is today. If you walk in the store, there's shoes and everything you have. Was that what it was like day one? No, we started out, I mean, we started really small. Um we weren't able to get a lot of accounts when we first opened, so we opened with very few brands. Um, it's really crazy. Like if you were to walk in, half of like we most running you know running stores have a, they call it the shoe wall. So if you walk in and look at our shoe wall, half of it was Crocs, um, like you know those like foam. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're running store and you got a bunch of Crocs. Yeah, because we couldn't fill the wall with shoes, so it's like, oh, they opened us. Let's people like Crocs, so we put those on the wall, and um, we only had I think four or five brands at the time that would sell to us. That's... and then we're like constantly like trying to get you know the other brands to open us. We had um, Avia, Mizuno, um, Puma, and Brooks. Those are the four brands. And then finally, um, Asics and Sockney would not open us. And then why is that? That so at the time, um, Rodez's running store was the the main guy in town, and he was doing a lot of business with them. And so they said, "Hey, we don't want to step on his toes. Um, We can't approve you to open. You're too close to him." So Sockney said, "You know, we're not opening you." Asics at the time was the biggest you know, shoe brand for runners. They're like, if Asics doesn't open you, we're not opening you. And then Asics said, hey, if Saucony's not opening you, we're not going to open you. Wow. So, really, they're really connected then, huh? Yeah, and they just want to know, like, that you're, um, you know, you're a worthy business carrying the product. You have to send them pictures and, like, your business plan and all that stuff. And so our Saucony sales rep at the time... um wouldn't open us and he quit. And so I called, um, Saucony corporate and said, Hey, um, our sales rep quit. I'm trying to open an account. And they're like, Oh yeah. And they sent me some information. They end up giving me an account number, not knowing that he had denied it, but he was gone. So they couldn't check with him. And so I called ASICS and said, Hey, I've got a Saucony account number. Will you open us? And they said, Oh, you've got Saucony. Sure. We'll open you. And they opened us. And then 
Sockney figures out, like, hey, we're not supposed to open you because you're supposed to have ASICs. I'm like, yeah, I've got an ASICs account number. Here's my account number. And then they kept us open. So it was actually a fluke that we were able to have those brands. And then from there, um, obviously, like Nike and, you know, some of the other big brands, Adidas, and they finally opened us, too. But it was really crazy. That is really crazy. A, how connected all these accounts are, or brands are with each other, but how that fell into place. Yeah, and even now, like, if you were to to apply for a new, like, brand, they want to know who else are you selling and are you doing, like, a decent amount of business with them before they'll approve you to open. It's like luck breaks in when you're doing something. That was very lucky. Yeah. We probably still wouldn't be here if that didn't happen. So what? So you basically shoes, some running shoes and Crocs. Yeah. And then you have this break. <laughs> Did you guys have all the apparel you have today as well? Did that does that come with the like shoe contracts? Is that separate? Um, most brands do make apparel. We did have we do have additional brands that don't make shoes, so mm-hmm. we did have apparel from day one. Cool. So another big part of the store, at least from my perspective, is the getting fitted. Is going getting someone to talk to you about what you're doing, getting on the treadmill, um, you know, running down on the little track in the yeah. location. Um, was that how? Was that a day one thing? We opened with. Um, we didn't have a treadmill when we opened, and then we decided to add the treadmill so because people were trying the shoes out outside, and obviously they're getting dirty. Mm-hmm. So nobody wants to buy dirty shoes. And then we added the treadmill. And then um, we did, I don't know how long it took us to add the camera, but, you know, now we use iPads. At first it was a camera and you're looking on this little screen. And um, we were like, oh, we don't really need, you know, this gate analysis system. And But I had seen that, you know, in other bigger markets they were doing it. And so finally we're like, oh, that's just bring it in and try it and see if customers like it. Well, obviously they did. Cause then you can show them like, Hey, this is what I'm looking at and why we're putting you in this type of shoe and how it's working with your stride. Um, and I guess at first we didn't think it would have as big of an impact on the fitting because we, we were fitting the same way. It's like, we're, we're going to put them in the same shoe, but now they can be a more interactive part of that process, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's awesome. So you're opening the store. What did you want it to like embody? What did you want it to mean to the city? At at the time, it was like, you know, I mean, we we want to support as many races as we can, and we want to have these fun runs. But we really thought it was just going to be like me and my husband and my brother and one other employee working the store. So at the time, it was just really small and now it's grown into um you know a bigger thing but at the time it was just like hey let's you know sponsor some local 5ks and have some group runs um and sell some shoes and hopefully make enough money to keep it open so it was a little bigger than just the store you had this community aspect from the start yes which is a pretty big key component of it now um the community aspect of it? Yeah, just doing stuff than just opening up the lights and open, letting the door open to customers. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I've always said, um, 
you can buy stuff from our store anywhere. I mean, you can go on Amazon, you can go down the road. So it really isn't the product that drives us. Um, it's not our focus. Our focus is on our community and making people happy and bringing them together and enhancing their life in some way. Um, and obviously the shoes is a way to facilitate that, but it's not, it's not what our focus is. Do you think that had a pretty big impact on opening the store? Because you're opening up a, a brick and mortar store at a time where you know, Amazon and shipping maybe weren't there at the time, but it started growing there. And as more people can just buy shoes online and box stores are closing, you guys start opening up a couple locations, more than just one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still, I mean, I still lose sleep at night. I'm always like, oh, you know, how long is this going to last? And is Amazon going to take us down or Dick Sporting Goods or, you know, any any really big chain or um, conglomerate? But, yeah, I mean, I still have worries, but it's, it's you just got to keep trying. And if if it fails, it fails, but you could put everything into it. Well, in the in the community aspect, and it, you can buy online, right? You can buy the same pair of shoes online. You just said that, but there's so much more coming into the store. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're going to help you find the right um, category and the right fit. So if you go online, obviously you don't know how the shoe's going to fit. You don't know how it's supposed to function. So all of these brands have specific things that they make the shoes for. So as far as levels of cushioning and support and that type of thing. But um, so you're not going to get the knowledge online and you're not going to be able to match it up to your personal story as well. Um, in addition to obviously we want, we want to create some fun around, you know, a common commonality. So you have how many stores now? We're at four, four locations. How, how has that been? Like, so you started with filling some orders in, in your kitchen to opening up store one to now having four what what's stayed the same for you guys and what's changed? Um unfortunately, like more paperwork. So that's what's <laughs> happened with four stores. So we've uh we grew um we opened, you know, Brookfield was first and then we opened out in Oconomowoc and then Shorewood and now um Oak Creek and then we recently moved a store. But um amongst all that it's it's not we've been very fortunate to have really good staff. So I, w I don't want to say it's gotten easier from that aspect, but um, we just have really good employees. We've got a good system and kind of process in place, but the paperwork, it's like, I could sit at a desk all day. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So you guys do a lot of events out of the store. You sponsor a lot of races in town. Talk us through some of those. I mean, we are kind of goal is to try to sponsor as many races as we can. So if we can help support it by, um, you know, promoting it to get more people to it or giving them, um, gift cards for winners to try to motivate, motivate more people. Um, but yeah, our, our main, you know, we like putting on, um, fun runs so people can come and test out shoes before they buy them. That's probably one of our most fun things to do is, you know, to get a partner, um, brand partner with us like Brooks and they bring all the demo shoes. So you can test them out before you buy them, which is cool. That's awesome. Uh, do like your sponsoring events, does that go outside Milwaukee? No, it's pretty much in and around the Milwaukee area. 
That's awesome. So what is one of the funnest partnerships you've had so far? Oh, that's tough. I um, probably, there's two. I would say the Rock and Soul, which is no longer so sad. And then the Brewers um, half and and the other distances that they have. Mm -hmm. But those are my favorite. Because they're bigger. You can do an expo. You can sell product at it. Drumstick Dash is another one that we sponsor that I really like just because it's a traditional like type race where I run it with my family. So that's kind of adds a little something to it. Yeah. the uh, Thanksgiving runs are always fun. Yeah. They said it's like the biggest day of race participation for the entire year. It's just crazy. Because so many people get up and do it as a family. It's so many people. And it's like the rock, walk run. So there's, you can always walk. Yeah. And they have like the dog walks too and running. So it's fun. It's everyone can get out and do that. Um, what would Milwaukee be without pro? I mean, somebody else would be here. So <laughs> I, I don't, I am, I mean, I'm grateful for what we have the opportunity to do and what we can do. Um, and I hope that we can continue to, to make it even better, but Milwaukee's awesome. Somebody would step up. So I think, I think I'm, I don't know. I think it, I think we'd, we'd be okay. And then I'd go, you know, I'd go work there or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'd be working there if it was someone else. So 2019, um, what, any big events you guys have going on? Any, anything fun coming up? We have a lot planned for 2019. I just can't announce it yet. So we have a lot. We have a lot that we're going to hopefully be doing. We've got some big news, hopefully, we're going to be bringing, but can't, can't say any of it yet. That's awesome. Yeah. So in 2019, biggest year yet? That's what we're planning. That's yeah. awesome. I'm excited. Whoa, I'm excited. <laughs> that should be sweet. We'll have to have you back on then after um, after the big news. It's Whatever and if it's an epic on. fail, we'll, I'll still come talk about it. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that's always good. You always want to learn from that. Um, well, I'm excited for the future of Pro. I'm excited for this year. And I um, can't wait to see what you guys have planned. Thanks. Um, before we go, we have our Cream City Pacers rapid fire questions. Oh, boy. Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> what shoes are you running in and would you buy them again? Brooks Ravenna, this is not sponsored. And I, yes, I love them. I would buy them and keep buying. Actually, I have. I have bought, we get free shoes, and I have literally bought my own pair because I love them that much. That's awesome. What is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? Uh, I love running on the lakefront. So just starting at Collectivo, running along. And then if I can hit a trail, I do like trail running. It's just more difficult. Why is there a trail you like? Or you do if you can? Manuka's close to my house, so I do like running out at Manuka. It's not the most technical, but it's beautiful, peaceful. Which is the best part about trail running. I know. Just shut your mind off. Yeah. You just can't trip over a rock. <laughs> True. <laughs> I've done that a few too many times. If you could bring one famous person to Milwaukee, dead or alive, to run with you, who would it be? Uh, Shalane Flanagan, you want to come? come to Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll cook her recipes. That'd all right, Shalane, and then you guys can come on the podcast and we can all talk about it. That'd be amazing. All right. What is your favorite Milwaukee race? 
brewers right now, the brewers half. The half? That's a fun route. It's awesome. It was such a cool route. I ran it from the first time last year. I loved it. I'll it's, probably do it again. It's, it's fun. Uh, favorite pre-race pump-up song? Ooh, that is good. Probably Roar, Katy Perry. Ooh, <laughs> I like that one. I've listened to that before races. Um, did you have one in high school or college at all? Probably my brain doesn't work, okay, so I can't remember fine. it. <laughs> I was hoping for some some old school song that we could we could play an uh, outro with. All right, any upcoming races or goals for 2019? Um, I am gonna do the. I'm I'm gonna do another half probably in the fall, but I have not signed up for anything yet. Okay. So I'd like to pr- improve upon my time from last year, which would be nice. Well, good. Well, you got to sign up then, so then it's on the calendar. <laughs> You're right. Now that I, I know how it goes, we'll have to sign up soon. You have something to prepare for. Okay, last question. Uh, a, one piece of a running advice you'd like to pass on? Uh, one piece of advice. That's tough. Um, I would say just not to compare yourself to others and just try to enjoy the journey. Because I think so often as I have you know run and competed it's never it's always like oh it's you know it's hard and it's never you always want to get better but just enjoying the process because you might show up to race day and might not happen and you might get injured it's just enjoying the training and the day-to-day um camaraderie of it i love it i'll take that piece of advice yeah you might not make it to the start line so no. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for being on. This was awesome. Uh, tell us why someone who hasn't been to pro should stop by. Well, we, um, we really care about our people and it's a family environment. So come on in. We want to get to know you and we want to help find the best shoe that's going to make your experience happy. So it's like, we just want you to be comfortable. If you don't like your shoes, you can bring them back and we'll find you something else. We've got a super, I probably should, <laughs> we have a really laid back um, return policy. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Uh, how can we find out more about Pro? Our website, so performancerunning.com, um, Instagram, performance running, Facebook, performance running, and Twitter, we are pretty, uh, we're, we're not on that very often, but it's perf run. So I, I rarely log in to do, that. Do you guys have any events coming up? Then? We have a ton of events. Our, um, our, our Allison, she manages our Oak Creek store, organizes all of our events. She does an amazing job. So if you go on, all of our events are on Eventbrite. And then, oh, we do like from brewery runs. Um, those are going to be starting up at the end of April, and that's every Monday night from the lakefront brewery at six o'clock. Ooh, do we get to eat cheese curds afterwards? Yes. Half price beer and cheese curds. Half price? Is that a Monday Every Monday. Those are the best cheese curds in town. Lakefront, you can now sponsor this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jess. I appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for having me. It was great.